Gavin. Hello. Yeah, I don't have a. a, a Something's very wrong here. Well, I was thinking of um, changing it up for the new year. You see, like I, I, don't, I don't like this. I, I don't like this. Change move. is bad. I'm not a fan. <laughs> but but the thing is, I had nothing to replace it for the change, so I I just panicked and said, "Hello, Gavin." Um, I'm on. Hello, Laura. Hello, Gavin. Hello, I am here. Hello, Jim. How are you? <laughs> all right. Um, you're all back from holidays. All end of year yeah. holidays. Back from the end of year holidays. Back yep. into the grind. Back to, you know, writing about floppy dicks in video games. That's good. I'm a serious journalist. That's good journalism. Yeah. Um, what, was, yeah. what was the word you used? There was one word. You, it was a floppy finger. I've, oh, I've never I, I heard described, that before. I described it as someone's floppy finger at one <laughs> point. I don't remember whose penis I described as I've, their floppy finger. I've never finger. before uh, heard that term to describe a penis. Well, it was rather when wonderful. You're, when you're writing a lengthy piece about, like, video game 3D penises, you have to start being creative, otherwise you double up far too often on words. Mm. So I'd gone through, like, Pekka, Schlong, uh, Wang... Willy, I'm like, I'm running out of things. Where's Floppy Finger? There we go. The piece you wrote wasn't too long, but it certainly had a lot of girth, and I felt you used what you had with the piece very well. Indeed. It's not about the length of the piece, it's about how you use it. I don't like the term Floppy Finger, it feels too personal. (laughs) Okay, okay, which which would you prefer? Because my preference, if I'm describing a penis, I like saying the word schlong. I just find it a really fun word to say. Well, you just call it Jim's Big Schlong, and then then I feel better about it. Is, is that regardless of whether it's on you or not? Just every penis just, is Jim's big slong. Just as long as I know that some people are saying it uh, at any given moment in the day, I will feel better about what is essentially them lying. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podcast I'm your host, Jim Sterling. Uh, I am joined by Laura. Hello. <coughs> Hello. 2016 Hello. is the year that we get our shit together, it seems. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, I'm joined also by Gavin. Hello. Hello again. Hello. Uh, did you have a good New Year's? Yeah, it was nice. Just had a yeah. bunch of friends up to our apartment again, yeah. same as last year. That's all right. Uh, Laura, did you have a good New Year's? I had a good New Year's. Um, I What did I do? I sat up and watched Mad Max Fury Road with all of my people living in my house who hadn't yet seen it. They were a little dubious at first, and then they're like, oh, this is really cool. Okay, I see why you made us watch this. Damn right. And it really the, amazing. I got drunk on chocolate red wine, nice. which is a new thing I'd never tried before, and it was a fun night. That was good. We all got high and watched David the Gnome. That was our New Year's. Um, then then I, I think I was still on drugs when I went to see The Force Awakens on my birthday, and then... That evening was a combination of the two. Uh, to be honest, the, the last two days and the first day of 2015 slash 2016 are kind of a blur, in which I only remember David the Gnome and Kylo Ren being angry. <laughs> but otherwise, good holiday, and I've, I've enjoyed getting... I feel somewhat energised. Um, things in my house have changed. Uh, I've kind of got the house to myself again, um, uh, like I used to years back. Uh, before there were sort of changes in people working from home and people not working from home. Uh, so I've been more productive, uh, been cleaning out my office today, found a box for the PSP Go and laughed so hard I vomited everywhere. Um, God, the PSP Go was I'm shit. Just, how did you have time to do all this amongst the wanking? To be honest, I've been balancing that out quite well. Um, it's, I mean, I, I've been self-employed for a very long time. And 
within the first year, if you don't manage the wanking, if you don't get that under control, uh, you go out of business. So you have to use it as a reward system. It's like, oh, I finished these invoices. Time to have that, a wank. That is, I got the, a video yeah. exporting. Now I can have a wank. Uh, except Indeed. That all your 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 bandwidth's all being eaten up, so it's hard to when you're. Well, that's why you also have a device that's connected to 3G, so that you're not using up the 3G, and the 3G's there for your wank material. You need a dedicated uh, like, you, like you and you and your colonial empire with your good your good public internet. You know, I don't I don't want to be gauche or anything, but I'm an old hand at this, and I feel quite, like I've got literally that. Yeah, that's that, you 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 worked it out, and. I've, I've lost track now. But anyway, the, the point is I'm really good at masturbating, Gavin. Mm. And I feel like you need to understand that. If you're ever going to understand me as a person, that's the most important thing you can ever understand, I, is that I'm really, really good at, at tugging my toss. I think I think the true secret to masturbation and fitting it into a self-employed schedule is that there's always time to do it during podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> That that was a shocker when I found out um, just how often one of us, I won't mention which one, how often one of us manages to do that while while we do this podcast. He's a, he's a master flinger of the floppy finger. That's quite good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, the point is is that uh, I, I'm feeling good. I've been cleaning out my office or trying to. Um, it's been a good, had a good birthday. Thank you all. Um, for sending me good wishes uh, last week and all of that. Uh, and a huge thank you to... I don't know who it is because there was no message with it. I actually used the, the Amazon app to send a message back to whoever it was. But someone bought me um, a statue of Ganondorf from uh, Twilight Princess. Um, a huge I, bastard. Same size I, as the Zant one I've got. I've seen it and I'm incredibly jealous. I have looked very enviously many a time at that <laughs> statue and been like, nope, never going to happen. Yeah, like so. I was blown away when I got that. Someone got me a skeletal bust as well. And so here's, here's what you need to do, Jim. When you eventually come to the UK in September, you need to bring that Ganondorf figure and then just leave it unattended somewhere. Oh, that would be a good where. thing to do. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, You'll I see that it's taken care of. Eurogamer. You're gonna be in. I'm good, you're gonna, we're be, gonna in, be at Eurogamer this year. You're gonna be at the place in September that I am gonna be, and that Jim will be in the country, hopefully at yep. the same time as. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that that's that is things that are now happening. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, yeah, like I should be in the UK around September. Um, found out that my brother's getting married in August, and I don't know whether it would be rude for me to just say, "Can you push it back a month." <laughs> um, but you know, like, like I, I realize, I realize it's him, you know, setting himself up for potentially the rest of his life. But he could work around my schedule, be a little bit, of, be a little bit you considerate. Can, you know, you can always just work from the UK for a month. Is I'm he sure in the UK or in America? He's in the UK. Like every, oh yeah, no, everyone that's else. Why, that's why they, they actually marry for life over over in the UK. <laughs> they do, they do. It's illegal to get uh, divorced. Because King Henry VIII tried, and they said no, and he just left it at that. He said, "Fair enough." So he just yeah, married six he, times. he did not set yeah. up his own religion for it. That's nope. why Elizabeth never got married because she's like, "No, I, I can't get divorced, so I'm not going to bother getting married." So you know exactly, that, what's the point? I mean, that's the yeah. fun part of marriage is the divorce at the end. Because mm. you know that whole that whole rhyme you have about is like the, the uh, orgasm of marriage. 
Yeah. You know that whole rhyme they have for King Henry VIII's wives? Uh, it totally never mentions divorce. No, no. It's just beheaded, beheaded, died, beheaded, beheaded, survived. <laughs> no divorce in there whatsoever. Those, um, those Kate Blanchett movies are really fucking good. Because um, over Christmas, you know, I was telling you we were stuck in like a, a cottage on the coast with the seas raging and we had no, no fucking television. All we mm-hmm. had was like a DVD player and like three DVDs. And two of them were the two Elizabeth movies with Kate Blanchett. And those are some damn good movies. I, I highly recommend them to anyone listening. <laughs> are you just saying that because of a Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing where you had to watch the Elizabeth movies over and over again on a loop? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, dear. But but yes, yes, we are, we're back again. We're, we're all refreshed and happy from the holidays. It's 2016. It's time for a brand new year of this fucking shit. Exactly. Um, and it's it's time to kick off the year with the the best news that everyone is so excited well, about, and no the, one is upset about. Is that a good place for us to start? I think so. I think this is a a topic that isn't contentious at all, and certainly hasn't resulted in two parallel sides of my Twitter feed being overwhelmed with smug, passive aggressive subtweets <laughs> aimed at nebulous <laughs> versions of each other. Um, I think this is a good way to kick off. Uh, so I think, you, you, yes, is, yes. Are we doing we doing that that VR story? Is let's, that the one? Let's talk. about about the Oculus Rift, shall we? So, uh, should we? Do we start with the snarky thing, or do we start with the actually quite nice bit of news? Let's let's get the nice bit of news out of the way quickly. Okay. So, the nice bit of news: if you backed the Oculus back in like 2012 to get a dev kit for like 200 dollars or whatever it was, it was that long ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like three, three, four years ago now. Feels like and forever. If you backed it at that stage. They're sending you a retail version of the Oculus for free when it launches. It's cool. Which it's is cool. that's a really nice consumer friendly move. That's fair enough, yeah. You know how they're paying for that? How are they paying for they're, that? They're paying for that by uh charging six hundred dollars or five hundred pounds at launch for an Oculus headset that doesn't include the controllers. Now Whoa. it's it's an expensive prospect. They, they they announced that today, as we record, yeah. yesterday um, as with, the show goes out. And within 15 minutes, all the day one units were sold out. Which doesn't surprise me. Like, I've seen a lot yeah. of people, like, making fun of everyone who said VR is dead and all this stuff by going, oh, well, look, they all sold out. Uh, but I'm not surprised they all sold out. Like, that's, that's what early adopters a, uh, do. An entertainment item. You can get, like, a, a mid-range Gibson Les Paul for that amount of it's money. It's expensive. I mean, to be honest, like, I'm not one to judge. And, and I don't want to say too much, because I'm probably going to do a Jimquisition about this this week unless I get bored of the idea. But, you know, I've spent a lot more money on a lot bullshittier tats than, than an Oculus Rift. Um, I'm not getting it right now, though, because even with my ghostly, well-documented income, uh, $5.99 on... The same day as pre-orders, like I know they charge you when they ship, but it's just like you know, if I'd have had advance warning, maybe I've, I'd have sequestered the money for it. But I'm, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dropping down six hundred sight unseen. Uh, at this stage, I'm very much on the wait and see approach. I've tried the Rift briefly. I, I like the Gear VR we've talked about before. I'm still cynical on VR, but very much interested in it. Uh, but for six hundo, I'm gonna I'm gonna let canaries go down the mine first yeah, before like, who, I who before is I go. Market for this. That's what Ben Kachera. Ben Kachera is the is the sole <laughs> audience. They are who he is who is being exclusively Ben Kachera <laughs> from Polygon is the sole. 
Everyone else is just gravy, so long as they got Ben on board. Um, <laughs> God damn, does he love VR, though. Um, I, I am trying well, the whole I, thing where I, I, I saw that price and it, I was... I don't know, because he has me blocked on Twitter, but I have read one or two of his articles and he really did I, seem to love it. I had a look at the price and I was like, this is the moment where I'm just going to send an email to Oculus and be like, hey, so, uh, review units? Oh, we've... we've all their thing? Don't worry, we've all tried the graft. We've, well, we've, everyone's got to. Like, I, I was like, here is the video I did at E3 where I was very complimentary of the current unit at that point. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you want to give me one? I don't yes. think I. I don't think I pitched mine because because Oculus know who I am, the company, because mm. they approved my um, account. I think just temporarily, just for like a few days to get me to try some stuff. But my account when I signed up seemed to have been approved for like. Almost like a Steam press thing. For a while, I was able to go to the Oculus store and get like Gear VR games at no cost. Um, just for a couple of days, it seems, and then it went back to uh, stuff being charged, I believe. Um, but they, so they're aware who I am. They did approve me for some sort of press thing. So I thought, well, that maybe I can put myself down for a review unit because, like I said, I am interested. I'd like to cover the uh, Gear stuff, uh, not Gear, uh, uh, Rift stuff. I'd like to cover it. I'd like to cover VR more. Um, but right now, at this current time, um, six hundred just not. You know, if if I can get one, I'll get one. You know, um, yeah. I believe my mistake was sending them an email saying, you know, what I'm pretty cynical about VR. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably should have omitted that, but I, but I thought I might as well be up front. I'm like, look, you know what? I I bought the the gear. I liked it. I, I'm cynical, but. I, this I, is what you I, do, I'd Jim. like Photoshop, to be proven wrong. Photoshop yourself onto Time magazine with the big purple <laughs> dildo bat behind you and an Oculus Rift on your head. That's how, I, you, that's how you're going to get your review copy. My, my email was much more, here is that time that I said some nice things about you. Don't go looking at my Twitter right now because I have just been going on really snarkily about the price <laughs> and how it's going to like be the destruction of VR as a as a you know mainstream thing that people might pick up. Don't look at that. Look at the nice things I said over here. Well, I've been I've been I've been going a different route on Twitter as, as well as just sort of arrogantly and smugly making fun of both sides as if I'm better than either of them when I'm clearly not. Um, I I figure this is a good chance for well, what, are, um, uh, what are the sides here? People who think it's too expensive and people who don't, is it? Well, actually, it's a lot more extreme than that because this is the internet gap. Um, there's one side that's very much VR is dead in the water. VR right. is never going to take off. No one's going to buy it. And then there's the VR is the future. VR is one. We are VR. VR troopers all the way uh, side. It's and right now, how sure and certain people on the internet always are about things that haven't happened yet. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I've been watching because I, you know, I, I've got um, you know people on both sides of the the VR coin um, in my social media. So I've got some people who are like smugly making fun of the price and saying that's not good enough for mass market adoption. This thing's dead in the water. And the other ones were like, this sold out in fifteen minutes. Everyone said it wouldn't sell, but look at it; it all sold out in fifteen minutes. Neither side really getting the fucking point of of, of the whole thing, you know, like. The, the VR is dead people aren't quite getting that maybe this is for right now at this point. This is just for, like, I make a joke about it being for Ben Kachera, but maybe this is right now for those people who have a mm. lot of disposable income, yeah. who who want a niche product. And at 600 bucks, that's they're probably going to make good money selling it as a niche product. Yeah. Like, Well, see, here's the thing. I'm not so bothered by 
Oculus itself. But now that we've got that price range on the table and everyone's expecting, like, how much more expensive or less expensive a competitor's going to be, the, the Vive, I expect, is going to be more expensive and that is a scary prospect. That's, yeah. Um, how, many, other... how many backers did it have? I have no idea off my head. That's a research thing. Give us answers, Gav. Do some Googling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the journalist out I'm of afraid yeah. to, I'm afraid to Google because, like... <laughs> When I use two things at once and Audacity is on, it can sometimes crash. So oh, well, don't fuck okay. that up. We'll do a search but for I'd it wanna, in a minute. Just to I, go I back, because I did... Quickly. All right, you sorry. do that. Yeah, sorry. You I do that, because I need to get back there. to my point yeah. as well. My, my other... The, I think the one I'm most concerned about, having heard this price point, is the PlayStation VR. Because as a peripheral for a home console, that price point would absolutely destroy it yeah they need like, to be I fucking careful i don't think careful. you can get away with this as a here is the new peripheral for your expensive console it costs twice as much as the console yeah that that would be silly like they've got a i mean then again like console makers are much better at like undercutting themselves and taking losses yeah. so so sony might be doing that there but i i just don't know if it's wise to do it for vr because because Going back to my other point, like I was talking about people missing the point of everything, and I said how you know these people who are saying it's dead don't realise it's for a niche. By the same token, the people who are saying it's the future and are being smug and saying, oh look, it's sold out in 15 minutes, kind of miss the point as well, because it's like, of course it would sell out within 15 minutes. There's, a, there's plenty of people with 600 bucks going spare, and the, v, the, the Oculus Rift has like a big cult following. Like It was going to sell out. We don't know... We don't even know how many have to sell for it to sell out right now. Um, so, like, both sides, I feel like, just do not fucking... Like, they're, they're arguing for the sake of it and don't quite understand the situation mm. that they're getting themselves into. You've got you've just got people who are determined to love the uh, Oculus no matter what, and other people determined to hate it no matter what. And it's like, I don't know, I, I very much don't go in for the golden mean fallacy, the whole truth is somewhere in the middle bullshit, but right now it's like... Calm, everyone calm your tits down. Yeah, but, but Jim, the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but but I, this, I just, I, I, I honestly, to take maybe I'm just an old man, but I just don't understand the sheer emotional investment people are having in this. To my, me, VR my, is an interesting thing. Yeah. It's going to be Someone me, is wrong I feel, on the but... Internet. My, it's, my it's, emotion, it's, yeah. it's going to flare up all the emotions. My emotions here are basically just rooted in I think VR's really bloody cool. I've really enjoyed it when I've tried it. This is just like, oh, that is out of my price range. And that's disappointing. And that's my emotional investment is, I am disappointed that I can't really afford within 15 minutes to make the decision to drop that much money. Mm. And as someone that likes VR, that's like, oh, that's a bit sad. Uh, well, but that's about it. The thing that I'm taking away from this conversation is that Laura says peripheral all posh-like. <laughs> oh, yes, like the peripheral. 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 It's a peripheral. <laughs> the peripheral. Well, how would you rather I? How would you rather I said peripheral? <laughs> Gavin, how would you say peripheral? Peripheral. <laughs> peripheral. <laughs> you sound like you sound like a dog sneezing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like VR for me is especially having dicked around with the gear, quite literally in the case of the pornography. Um, I I do. I like it as a concept. 
I'm very much I'm neither on the side of it's dead or it's the future. Like it, it feels it feels like it's got more legs than three D TV had when everyone said that was the fucking future. Yeah, but I, I'm not, not more being clairvoyant. I mean, it's like you know, you pretty much aren't going to pick a stance on it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I just I, I see it being a, a solid niche product uh, that is, as I've said before, not just prohibitive from a cost standpoint because of course you need a, a high-end computer to to work with it as well as the the vr system itself um but prohibitive for a number of health reasons you know sight reasons yeah. there's there's a lot going against it to stop it becoming a mainstream big deal and i could be wrong but yeah. i just i don't think it's dead i think people saying that are being really hyperbolic um but also those people who think this is like the future is now and we're going to live in the born conspiracy uh are being a bit over the top as well I- I will say one more thing in defense of the Oculus, and regardless of how high its price point is, being first out the gate, I think being expensive and high on quality rather than trying to cut corners is a better thing for the long-term health of VR. Because if there's one thing that's going to do more harm to VR, it is the big-name brand headset coming out, being the first out the door, and not being up to snuff tech-wise. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it came out and it was shit, then this would be a very different conversation. This this is it. And I feel like they are... Probably that's where the money is being poured into, is let's pour money into this thing. It's going to be expensive, but at least we know it will work on day one. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like that's where this money's going, which it's good for the long-term health of VR, even if it's prohibitive in the short term for, like, consumer adoption rates. Or yeah, people, I, I would agree with, with that. Living rooms. Yeah, I, I'm looking at my office right now, being like, my desks are pushed far enough back. I could, I could do VR in here. I could make this a VR room. Sure, <laughs> why not? So yeah, that was that was the VR thing that everyone's uh, in a tizzy about today. What other things do we have on the news list of the day? Um, that's that's obviously just coming out of the holidays. Not much has been going on. Uh, it's yeah, been difficult we, to. We we got a few bits of uh, of news. There's one that, that Gavin's gonna like. Uh-huh. There's there's a date for Tomb Raider PC that's actually been officially confirmed now. I saw that, and yes, indeed, I was pretty happy. Yeah, it's it's what 28th of January, yeah. somewhere at the end of January, that's and it cool. has. 4K support, it's going to be a shiny version of Tomb Raider. Nice. Apparently, apparently Tomb Raider sold over a million units, were sold through on Xbox One. Yeah, I've conflicted which... feelings about that because mm. as much as I want wanted the notion of it being exclusive to be punished, I'm glad it sold well because they deserve, yeah. the team deserves it because it, they make it great is a, games. It is a weird conflict, isn't it? This sort of... I kind of want it, wanted it to do bad so that we wouldn't see it again. I wanted again, it to do bad but I and wanted then do it really well it. on the other two platforms. Yeah, like pick up on PC and suddenly it's selling gangbusters, etc. But I... Let's face I, it though, a million copies for Square Enix when they said, you know, they're famous for saying things like anywhere between three and six million copies can be a fucking failure for them. Like, Yeah, should the last Tomb Raider not, did, like, I think it did five or six and they were saying that it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah, like well, it didn't get what they expected. This, but then again, the thing. When, when you factor in like the amount of money Microsoft has probably spent, a million is probably good enough that Square Enix are going to be happy then, financially at the moment. Then they were depressed that Resident Evil only did six million, and I was like depressed that Resident Evil Six did six million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but then again, I mean, the way Square Enix has been talking about this, like, oh, we're very happy with the way it's done and all this stuff, without giving any actual uh, uh, you know numbers, 
I mean, they got paid. Square Enix yeah. clearly made bank out of this with whatever deals and they had. They're set clearly up. confident that long term they're gonna like be more financially stable this way mm. than what they were doing before. I have a feeling yeah, it'll do well on PC, and I think it. I think it will benefit the PC version that it didn't come out in November around the time of like Fallout and Assassin's Creed and yeah. everything. This definitely feels like a better time for it to be releasing. Mm. Plus. Considering how big the jump tech-wise between the console and PC versions was last gen, I'm expecting a lot of people were like, oh yeah, Tomb Raider looked really good on PC last time. Yeah. I should probably just wait and get it there. I think PC is going to do really well. Yeah, the PC version PS- of, of yeah. the first Tomb Raider was definitely like the definitive best version. It's, it's the version I played, yeah. and I'm very happy with that fact. Um, so yeah, that, that's good. Uh, we've got some weird news this week. You know the uh, the fashion designers Louis Vuitton. Uh, Do you know who their new fashion model is? Oh, it's that pink haired thing out of Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, lightning, <laughs> lightning <laughs> from Final <laughs> Fantasy thirteen. That pink thing, Kirby. Yes, Kirby. <laughs> no, lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen. Sorry, I just is... refer to all Final Fantasy characters as things. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Lightning from Final Fantasy. I don't get it. She is Louis Vuitton's new fashion model, and I don't understand why. Well, they have Jaden Smith for their female outfits, and he whatever whatever rocks their boat. I just to be be honest, he he looks ridiculous no matter what he wears. So I think it's all good. I think he he rocks that clothing perfectly fine, but yeah, if it stops him acting, I'm all for it. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like. Lightning is a virtual person who does not exist. You cannot put physical clothes on her. Doesn't that make her kind of a shit fashion model? I just don't understand the fascination with her. Like, she's got all of the personality of a Phantom Menace lead character. Her <sighs> defining personality trait seems to be pink hair. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand how she got three games... I don't understand why Square Enix like. Don't, don't seems you realise think... she's she's the new light? She's the new cloud. Everyone's gonna love her, and she's gonna be just as iconic. Yeah. Then again, there wasn't much going on with Claire. There wasn't much going on with any. Like the the. the I think like Titus from fucking Final Fantasy oh. Ten and Zidane from uh, Final Fantasy Nine were actual protagonists with with personalities, you, you and the others that. were. Titus is kind of hilarious if you go back and look at him. Oh, that's oh, what I mean. I like, like such an annoying prick. I had, I, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> <game because laughs> <of him. laughs> like at least he had person. At least he had a personality. Yeah. Like you look at Squall and Cloud and, and you know Lightning. I just I don't see. I don't see it. I don't see what's no. there, and I don't see why. I don't see why she's in some fucking fashion catalog. Like I don't care whether she's in some fa- fashion catalog. I just don't get the fascination with her. I don't get how she warranted three games. You know, one of which was named after her. Like we were all sitting I, on the edge of I our seat waiting just, for her to return. I think this I just, is just one of those like United Colors of Benetton type things where they just want to get people talking. Well, I just don't get the fact that she still exists. Because like, when did the, they last release a, a game with lightning in? I thought that her time had passed and they were like, oh, we're doing 15 now, let's market stuff with that. It's like, no, no, we're not releasing any more games with her, but Lightning's still cool, right, guys? So, yeah. Maybe someone at Louis Vuitton is just a huge fan of Lightning. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, We we got a little bit of news about Mass Effect Andromeda. It's not very much. Uh, A Bioware developer who's not working on the game started tweeting about how he'd played the first hour of the game. Uh, 
all he really said was, I played the first hour of the game. It was really cool. I got to shoot stuff in the face. A shocking revelation indeed. So, yeah, that, that is the shocking news that you will be able to shoot stuff in the face in the new Mass Effect. Oh, good. Yeah, that, that's very good news, obviously. Uh, Recore, which is that KG Inafune game where you put the, the orb in the robot and stuff looked quite cool. That's coming to PC. It's not going to be a console exclusive or anything. It's coming to PC at launch. So, that's, oh, lovely. That's, was that was it an Xbox One exclusive? It was touted out as e at E three. I think it was. Wow, I think this is like we can actually genuinely, without saying it aggressively, this was rather a slow news week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, it we, really was. We are rattling through this news. Uh, Sony have sold thirty six million PS fours. Good for them. That sounds like a good number. Well done, them. Yeah, that is like yeah. triple what the Wii U has sold lifetime. Well done, them. Um, oh, Fallout 4 has finally got a Randy Savage Deathclaw mod. I did see that. That was quite fun. Yeah, so you can now have your Deathclaws going around being all... Soma has a No Monsters Chasing You mod. Oh, yeah, what was it called? Like, wuss The wuss, the wuss version. <laughs> the wuss version. <laughs> I am kind of tempted I'm to replay it with that. I'm very tempted to replay it now, because that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, wuss mode. That's a good thing. More games should have options like that. Uh, that was wonderful. Oh, I don't say that. Week, wasn't it? Don't say that. You'll upset the true hardcore gamers, trademark. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. If, um, if Undertale puts a mode like that in, <laughs> I might actually play the damn thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll have a look on the internet. Someone has probably put one in. Um... The other bit of news we got was that apparently the next Assassin's Creed game, according to Kotaku, who pretty accurately... According to Kotaku, it must be true. Well, you you make jokes about it. They were pretty damn accurate about the next one being a two-protagonist, one-male, one-female game set in Victorian London. To be fair, yeah, to be fair to Kotaku, like, to give the The, devil its due, when it comes to Assassin's Creed stuff, they have been pretty on the money before. When they they do reports about, like, this game is going to be like this, they're usually pretty on the money. Um, And the news we got this time, according to Kotaku, which I'm kind of tempted to believe based on their past track record with the series, the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be set in Egypt... And it's not going to be releasing in 2016. They're I kind of hope that's skipping true. A year. Yeah. I hope that's true because um, Syndicate was the first Assassin's Creed game I've actually had to say, like, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, after Unity was shit, I famously didn't like Assassin's Creed 2. The first one was boring as hell. Um, but Syndicate was pretty good. And I'm like, don't I don't want this fucked up by having to play it again next year and being fucking bored of it. Like, I'm bored of all the Call of Duties now. Like... I feel I really do hope that this is true that they're taking a year out. Obviously, they've got the the movie coming this year, so maybe that's where they're getting their Assassin's Creed bucks from. But I feel like like a, a year's break will do wonders for like the audience's investment in the game and therefore the game's mm-hmm. energy as a whole. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, and, I really and do hope ga- it's and true. For the game itself, hopefully, it'll yes, just have yes. a bit more time to tweak it and. But then again, Syndicate was not, nowhere near as buggy as Unity, so... Oh, no, I mean, it had its issues, obviously, because it was an Assassin's Creed game. Well, it was an Ubisoft game. But, um, you know, it had its issues, but yeah, you're right, nowhere near as bad as what Unity had. 
I can see Egypt yeah. working. That could be cool. Climbing up the Sphinx and the pyramids and climb up an old pyramid in the Sphinx. Yeah, jump I'm, down and stab a boy. Yeah, did they I'm have just tall e- buildings in in? Well, it, they didn't really say what time they had period pyramids. it's in, did they? They have pyramids. Yeah, but like everyone lived I, in their I, own pyramid. I feel like <laughs> if it's set in in Egypt, it's going to be set in ancient Egypt. I don't mm. think they do modern Egypt. It'd be interesting if they did. I would like that. That would actually be amazingly that... interesting. I, I don't think that's the direction they'll go in a million years, but I'd be very interested if it was. Um... Victorian Egypt. Ooh. Well, the, um, that be a thing? I remember a certain <laughs> sequence in 3, which flashed to the future, did have pyramid-esque structures big science fiction looking pyramid-esque yeah. structures so Actually, you never know you, you know you know what i'm picturing right now do either of you remember the leaked fo- or the supposedly leaked footage of beyond good and evil that basically looked like jade parkouring around egypt i remember it well because yeah. um i did a i worked on a video with destructoid where we took that footage and added button prompts to everything Um, which was just like the A button on the 360 controller to control absolutely everything, including running, jumping, being mildly surprised by a cow. Um, (laughs) Just all this stuff. It was one of the most popular videos uh, that Destructoid had ever done. Uh, That was fun. But yes, I do remember that footage. Yeah, yeah. that's that's basically what I am picturing with Egypt. And I'm like, I like the idea of that being an Assassin's Creed game. That'd be cool. cool. There we go. Also, let's get in my obligatory mention, where the fuck is Beyond Good and Evil 2, Ubisoft? Yeah, where is it? Where is it? (gasps) Maybe that's why they're taking a year off from Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to release Beyond Good and Evil 2 this year. Or they're just going to do another... Another it's set emo. in Egypt as well. They don't want to. They don't want to make them clash. It all fits. <laughs> oh, um, actually, so maybe you remember, like about a year, maybe it was longer. There was some leaked screenshot of a uh, what people thought was going to be a new Prince of Persia. Oh yes, that, that very could e- be Egypt what that looking. is. Then the Egypt, the mm. Egypt. Um, there's, there's a. Could be cool. Everyone be thinking they're getting a new off. Prince of Persia, and we turn turns out it's fucking <laughs> Assassin's Creed game. That'll make everyone happy. Exactly. Um, they're not. Yeah. I mean, gameplay-wise, they're not a million miles apart, are they? They're, 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 you could very easily turn one into the other, I think. But uh, God, that, that would be it, wouldn't it? They make the next Prince of Persia like proper open world with collectibles yeah. and mm. radio towers and all that shit. So, oh, it's yeah. been a long. I, I love a good um, Prince of Persia esque game. It's been a long time since there was one that was kind of one of those just really long story-driven platforming games. Has there been, like, I can't remember the last time there was one. Challenging ones. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Like, talking of Assassin's Creed stuff, um, as of, I think, Monday next week, I'll have a review up of the next of the, the side-scrolling ones, which is set in India. Hmm. I, I, I like the idea of us seeing con- different countries. Egypt would be a good different one. So, yeah, Assassin's Creed, you're kind of winning me back a little bit at the moment. Just, just don't mess up, and you might, you might actually have me interested again. Mm. Uh, did we have any other news this week? Oh, the movie's coming out this year as well, so maybe they. Um... Yeah, Jim. Jim said that. I'm actually, I'm really <laughs> that surprised that, might be why they... that they're not cashing in on that with another game. Mm. It's it's interesting to think maybe they want it to stand on its own legs. It does seem interesting. They're not trying to do a tie-in movie. Mm. Unless that's what's going on, is that the next... There is an Assassin's Creed this year, but it's it's a tie-in rather than... Have video games ever... Have have video games ever had a tie-in game with the movies? I can't think of one. 
Uh, lots of terrible movies? licensed yeah, no, ones. I don't think so. I mean, it's obviously uh, gone the other way around. You know, we've had games well, actually, based on there's, movies, there's, but, but uh, games based on... Ratchet and Clank that's coming that's, up. Yeah, I can the think Ratchet of that, and Clank yeah. movie has a tie-in video game. But there's been very few outside of that. The only one I can think of as well uh, was Street Fighter the movie, the game, where they I, had the, the digitised versions of the actors in a in a 2D fighting game I'm environment. Sure, well, the movie, like, the game. I'm sure there must have been a Wreck-It Ralph video game. That probably existed. Um, I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head that were directly tied in in that sort of pacing. But yeah, it would be interesting for them to release the movie and not release the game that year. Um... I think I think that's it for news, other than the fact that, uh, Jim, I think we both played a game this week that uh, you might be in. Yeah, now this is interesting. <laughs> um, there's a game that came out yesterday, uh, at the time of recording, uh, called What's Under Your Blanket. Now, I covered this game a while ago for the uh, my Best of Steam Greenlight trailers video, where I look at weird or mostly shit greenlight trailers uh, for games that want to get on Steam. And just based on the concept, I knew this one would get voted through. Uh, and lo and behold, here we are. Uh, 11 hours ago at the time of writing, I was able to publish a video for this. So yeah, uh, basically what this game is, is, as I say, it's what's under your blanket. It is a game about masturbation. It, it's basically cookie clicker, or, or I've, I've taken to calling it cocky clicker. Oh. Uh, you're a, a really badly drawn guy. Looks like fucking someone from Terence and Philip from South Park. Under a, he's wearing a blanket on, like over him, and you've got to click on the screen to wank. Basically, you're just clicking and clicking and clicking. And, while and basically, this, you this just, guy pleasures yeah, himself. You just don't want to get caught uh, having a play with your fun zone. Yeah, like you stop yeah. clicking when you hear someone coming to the door, and then the door opens and someone looks in. Sometimes someone like a cat or a you, you know a granny will walk in, and you've got to shoo them out of the room. Uh, but otherwise, like it is just clicking until the person comes, um, which is represented by fireworks, which is what happens when I jizz off. Um, but yeah, yeah they, you're, they, you're like Katy a... Perry in that video for fireworks. Like you, yeah. you, you reach a point and then fireworks just shoot right out of that little hole. It's very painful. I don't know why I keep doing it. Um, but yeah, like that's the game can be beaten in like less. Well, I say beaten, ha ha, wanking. <laughs> um, in a very short amount of time, there's like four or five stages, and they're all the same. It's all just clicking and clicking and clicking, and you don't click too much, otherwise you'll set the blanket on fire and lose. Um, and what? But the the interesting part is that in between each stage is an arm wrestling section, which is just more clicking. You've just got to keep clicking to fill up a bar while someone tries to arm wrestle you. And you do this a few times, and one of the characters you arm wrestle between wanks uh, is uh, a somewhat chubby fella. And if this is based on me, again, I thank the visual designer for being quite generous with my uh, physical body. Um, it is very kind of them. Uh, but a somewhat large set fellow... Uh, wearing a black shirt, black pants, red tie, and red aviator sunglasses with a hairstyle that looks quite similar to mine. Now, call me self-obsessed, but I'm 99% certain that's supposed to be me. Uh, which, <laughs> I, I was playing the game, you know, recording myself playing it for uh, my YouTube channel, and, yeah, was not expecting that, as, as I'm in the middle of this wanking game arm-wrestling myself. It was. What's uh, the game called? Uh, What's under your blanket? Yeah, I I didn't pick up on it until you mentioned it, and I was suddenly like, 
oh, I know exactly who you're on about. Yeah, that's that's probably you. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, which I guess would make a sort of sense since I did cover the game on, you know, already on, in Best of Steam Greenlight trailers, and that would be a... And I do know that, that many Greenlight devs are aware of what I do, um, you know, and, and that I cover their games. So, yeah, that was that was a very interesting thing. Apparently, um, my likeness, which I was not aware of, um, you know, I did not... Uh, no permission was sought. Not that I particularly care in this instance. Um, you know, I don't really give a shit. But, uh, yeah, I, it it was a shock to see myself in between wanks. Uh, <laughs> recording a video that, because I wanted to get it up quickly, haha, penis, uh, because I wanted to get the video done quickly, I'd, I'd actually come to the computer to wank myself uh, and then <laughs> realised that was on Steam, so I had to do that. So I stopped wanking to... Do a game about wanking that had me in it, and then while that was uploading to Steam, I had a wank on the Gear VR. Uh, so that was an interesting. It was an interesting night for me last that, that night. That was just an afternoon that involved a lot of different types of conflicting wank material. Yeah, it was. It was a confusing time for me. I, I feel very much like the Kylo did Ren you, of masturbation. Did you use the digital version of you as your your porn? Uh, I did not. No, I did. Um, yes. I felt like that would have like really messed with space and time. Like, it would it have already really cemented too... in the narcissism. It was already too meta. And like I said, I was feeling very much like the Kylo Ren of masturbation, just very conflicted, <laughs> pulled between the light and the dark, you know? Um, but in the end, I, I did uh, manage to pull it out and tug one out. And ironically, my, my penis is shaped exactly like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. The, the, the testes come out at the side and are red. Floppy finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, your red floppy finger. So other things this week. That that's pretty much it for the news. Should we should we do questions for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's we do got it. into questions pretty early this week, but we can do questions for a while. Um just before we do, um a funny thing to share. Um you I already told you guys, but just for the audience. I did a vlog this week, and on the vlog I mentioned Podquisition, and I said, it's not for the faint-hearted, and all the comments from people who listened to the show were like, that's an understatement. <laughs> and they were laughing because I happened to link it on the drunk, naked party episode. <laughs> oh, and they God. And they were like, if yeah. they survive that one, they'll survive anything. <laughs> this... This podcast is an acquired taste. I will describe it that way. Our reputation precedes us. Indeed, apparently so. It is It is always interesting to be like, yes, um, yeah, this is where people know me most from, um, talking about being naked and spilling vodka over myself while I possibly have a wank. Yay! It's like when, when family members, you're like, oh yeah, you do a podcast every week. Oh, I should listen to it. And I'm like, no, it's about video games and, you know weird wanking stuff so no you probably hey, this don't one was about star it. wars yeah <laughs> was this one about star wars or did we do all the star wars chat before we actually started recording this week? Well, no, I, I, I said kylo ren and lightsaber two minutes uh, ago so this yeah. this is technically all about star wars we, we did like 10 minutes of talking about really spoilery mm-hmm. star wars stuff before we started recording it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know i don't need to hear that i really you. like i'm finding it frustrating because i really do want to talk about um 
Star Wars, but I got nowhere to really do a spoiler. Like, I could put it up wanna, on. If you want to do it, yeah, I am up for a spoiler cast. If you well, want to talk spoilery about it, the thing is, is I don't want to like start talking about Star Wars on the Jimquisition.com because I'm not Polygon. Like, I, I don't want to just start chatting shit about other forms of entertainment when I um my job is games. Ah, uh, yeah, but I think and, Star Wars is like ubiquitous enough that like everyone. Yeah, it's a it's a slippery slope. I start doing that, <laughs> then I'm doing headlines that spoil Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, a person died this week. Oh no. Mm. Um but yeah, uh questions. What have we got in the questions this week? Uh Jamie Gillespie wants to ask, what is the biggest disruption to your work schedules in a in an average week? Insomnia. Oh, yeah, always that... has been, always will be. <laughs> so biggest disruption to my work schedule, I am organized to this, a this detrimental point okay yeah this podcast i i'm organized to a detrimental level where like if a thing that i had been planning to do goes wrong i find myself like losing far too many hours trying pointlessly to fix things because i can't move on to the next thing until the last thing's done and that eats into my work schedule sometimes far longer than i would like it to because i am obsessive yay obsession woo um, I guess for me, it's just my general. I guess the biggest detriment would be like an anxiety kind of things. Mm. You know, when I get sometimes I will get into a mood where I'm just not feeling up for doing stuff, and and before I got help for it, like I could lose whole like like up to three days of, of good work um, just by not feeling up to it and not feeling um, public facing enough. Much better about it now, but every now and then it can uh, get in the way. You guys, that totally. and the you guys wanking, and obviously. Syndromes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get that, Jim. I've very similar issues What's in that regard. What's the opposite um, to imposter syndrome? I fucking uh, deserve totally this awesome syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I, I am great at what I do. Syndrome. Yeah, there is I've an opposite, but it's it, there is an opposite, but it's it's um it's you don't want to say you've got the opposite because. it's... It's it's a negative thing. It, it yeah, because it's for people that aren't as talented as they think they are. <laughs> I forget what the actual name for it is, but but what you need is someone whose level of talent matches their opinion of their talent. And I don't know if there's a term for that. that that's probably just the standard. Mm. <laughs> you are, you are fine. What about someone <laughs> whose skill reflects the amount of time they've put in? <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah for, for me like anxiety is a big thing and organizational like the anxiety that comes from not being able to organize things in the way that i planned to is a big thing just because hooray asperger's syndrome i get really hung up on planned organized orders of things because that's a great thing so yeah, that's disruptions to our work schedules. Like, Yay! Happy silly fun story question. <laughs> Dunning Kruger effect, by the way. That's the one for the people that aren't as talented as they think they are. Liv- mm. Living in living in Ireland, and I'm sure Britain's the same as well. Another large disruption to your work schedule is people texting you to go drinking like all the time. Uh, you'd think so. It happens for me far less often than you might imagine. I I am a I am a antisocial shut in. I <laughs> live so in I live in these four rooms of my office. This is where I live. Teach me your ways, senpai. <laughs> um, basically, just don't make friends with anyone 
that's local. Just make internet friends and no <laughs> other friends, and then you can be antisocial all the time. Yay! Jonah Complex. I'm looking at Complex on Wikipedia now. Jonah Complex is a good one. It is the fear of one's own greatness. <laughs> the evasion of one's destiny or the avoidance of exercising one's talents. I am afraid People who to are worried... try hard in case I become like the greatest in the world and that's too much pressure. It is like, like they, it's got many fears associated with it. Like people who uh, don't want the responsibility that might come with recognizing they're good. Or there is a lot of they um, there don't want their some... normal life. Ruptured, you know. There is a, 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 a strange. It's not something that I don't welcome. Because there's certainly a sense of responsibility when you have a platform. I actually, I mean, like, I can I can sympathise with some of this Jonah complex stuff, like fear of seeming arrogant and self-centred, and yep. worrying about like not not being able to see yourself as some sort of prominent figure and and not mm. wanting to deal with that. Um, I get some of that. That's actually mm-hmm. quite... The way it's written sounds way too egotistical. <laughs> the fear <laughs> of one's own greatness. Uh, but that's actually... That's quite interesting. Yeah. Meta-motivation. What's meta-motivation? Well, to, you say fear of one's own greatness. You clearly don't have that because your sl- your, your most well-known slogan is thank God for me. <laughs> I know. Well, that, you are not afraid of your own greatness. Well, the funny thing is, is people do take that, like, as a literal thing, mm. as as me, um, you know, they take that Jimquisition oh, yeah. persona I've, as. I've had people fully talk to re- me who think you are like the person in the Jimquisition videos is who you are as a person. Yeah, and they don't realise that in real life I just think I'm pathetic, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of what the joke of the Jimquisition persona is supposed to be. Like, <laughs> sat there behind an array of toys, dressed up like he's in fucking Norsefire. Um, <laughs> Like, it's not that there aren't elements of me in that, but, like, that's... I've often said that the Jimquisition me is basically, like, all of my worst traits just turned up to 11. Like, mm. it's it's me at my most extreme. Like, I can get like that sometimes. It's but, self-deprecating humour, you know. and I think it's funny that people yeah. miss that. But maybe they, yeah, they don't... If they haven't seen any of her other work, then it would be easy to miss. Yeah, it is interesting to see quite how I mean, there's been crazier things taken. people have thought. I mean, I heard... Like, some people thought, like, The Beginner's Guide was non-fiction. <laughs> anyway, next question. I'm going to help with Sam, that Sam Morris wants to ask, what feature would you like to see in every game as a standard? And he specifies here, um, not stuff like subtitles that are already fairly common, but mm. some of the less obvious stuff. Um, and I really, I really like one of the examples he's given which is colorblind modes as just a thing that could be in every game. Because mm. it's not that much effort, and it would make a big difference to a lot of people. Mm. What about you guys? You got anything you'd F- like to see just as a standard? Fading HUD. A HUD that fades away oh, when you don't mm. need it. Yep, Especially for, for like how popular taking screenshots is nowadays. I can't, yeah. I can't understand why Fallout 4 doesn't have fading HUD. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the most popular mods with the, with the last games. Yeah. Motion blur and head bobbing. We need more of that, please. Every game must have motion (laughs) blur and head bobbing. Something that games that have head bobbing should always have an option to disable it. Because that shit makes me get a headache. I've been playing um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City uh, on the PS4. Like, I bought it for the the PS4 because I I don't have a PS2 copy to hand and and I was bored. and they have something called trails turned on by default, which is basically just glorified motion blur. And I'm like, I don't know how I 
could stand playing it back in the day with that stuff on by default. Like, I, I turned it off and it was the difference was night and day, but like the amount of blur that's in Vice City by default is just monstrous. Like like demonstrably monstrous. Like like Joseph Fritzel level of evil. And I don't I just don't I don't get how that was ever the default. Like like in the early two thousands is that what we thought was good? And and we still get, you know, uh, fucking developers now that seem to think an excessive amount of motion blur makes their game look better. It, it never does. I always turn it motion never does. blur off. It's always the first absolutely. thing I turn off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't help in the majority of cases. Maybe have it as an option, but an option that people can turn on, not one that they have to find and turned off. And, and yeah. field of view, I, I, it baffles me that so many first-person shooters come out on PC without a field of view slider. It re- I just how. How is that a thing that still happens? You know, and I was I was wondering how long it would take for someone to bring up field of view sliders in this discussion. <laughs> we gotta I get, mean, people make fun of it. You know, get in here to back me up on this one. <laughs> I mean, they make fun of it. They make fun of uh, Total Biscuit, of course. We're talking about FOV a lot, but, but it's an important. Like, it's a really it important is, feature. Like, yeah, like the 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 meme of FOV has kind of overtaken the fact that fundamentally. <laughs> FOV is kind of an important thing. Like, it, make, it makes um, you feel sick if it doesn't... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, like, I speak as someone who, you know, has has a history of migraines and everything. Mm. Um, like, stuff that makes it easier on the eyes, especially on a computer monitor where there's a greater <coughs> chance of being up close, like, yeah. all that stuff, like, there needs to be options to deal with and turn that off. I mean, that would be my, I guess, because I've been talking about stuff I don't want in the games, yeah. uh, rather than actually answer Sam's question. But that would be it. Like, options, if you've got motion blur, if you've got head bob, um, you know, if you've got an up-close FOV, like, I think games do need options to turn that off, regardless of the joke of, you know, oh, God, they're going on about FOVs and motion blur and all this stuff. Like, it's not just nit- nitpicky PC features. Like, this is stuff that actually can help people enjoy games without getting a headache or eye strain or feeling sick or whatever, you know, they get affected by, by these I'm, things. I'm, I, I, like, I think, like, TB is absolutely right about the FOV thing, you know? It's like, yeah. I know people like to make fun of it and stuff because, you know, oh, games, technical stuff doesn't matter, let's do arty reviews instead and whatever, but no, it fucking hey, don't matters. don't make fun of my arty reviews. Arty <laughs> reviews are wonderful. It matters if it's fucking making the player sick, like... Yeah, but what matters is the emotional context, <laughs> the emotions. <laughs> I wrote for Paul on sometimes. Maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the field of view is uh, an important part of the game experience, in, where in, in, in you view, feel sick in, by in, playing the game, and when you think goals. of the game, you in think my, of uh, how sick it makes you, and that is a real emotion you are feeling because of the game itself. Oh. Uh, I have met Ellen Page. I don't know if you know that. I've met Willem Dafoe as well. I'm very good friends with them. I sent them a Christmas card uh, this holiday season. <laughs> they did not send me one back, but uh, I, maybe it got lost in the mail. That's that's what I'm sticking. My, that's the story I'm my, sticking my, to. My my most interesting thing I think you will find is Detroit. You have seen my new game, yes? Detroit is about a robot, and robots they have they have no field of view. They are. They have cameras. So field of view it immerses you in the robot, and the robot's motion sickness. And they 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 only see in motion blur. Oh, so indeed. So people have they an have... excessive amount of motion blur. Indeed, uh, this is just uh, how just to make you see. feel how a robot feels, because otherwise you would not feel anything. Robots, because... robots feel disoriented in the human world, and this is an important part of their emotions. 
something something polygons. Oh yes, indeed, many many polygons. I've met Ellen Page. Indeed, uh, have you met Ellen Page? Uh, I've met Ellen Page. Oh, David Cage, I'm so good at making games. Oh, oh hmm, yeah. That's Next. how David Cage comes. Yeah. Next question, I suppose. <laughs> Hawk Krishna wants to ask. Um, I'd like to know how you f- guys feel about Ray not being included in Star Wars merch. And if you think that Hasbro's excuse that they didn't want to do spoilers was a valid reason to just, like, not put Ray in any of the toys. <laughs> like, like yeah, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's bullshit, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, I don't, bullshit. I don't care if anyone, like, what people think about, you know, Ray being included or excluded. I think it was fucking stupid, especially when you've got, like, old old trilogy things in the new trilogy game and I, the fact that Ray is undisputably the main fucking character of the film. That, that what was, was the spoiler? Fucking... Ray battles the dark side or something. No, no, no. Shit, there, like... there, is, there is a spoiler. It's, um, oh, there's a lightsaber in the trailer. Who's going to end up with it? Is it going to be this character or this character? And they didn't right. want that to be known, I think. Just give her the but stick that... The, just... That's... That's, yeah, that's the whole fucking yeah, thing. Is, her, her she spends most of the film with a big fucking stick, or or as certain um, red pillars call it, the cuck staff. She's holding her cuck staff. Give her the cuck staff, um, and then let her like hold that. The like most, I just the the one that's still most hilarious to me is there is a five pack of figurines you can get that has Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, and not Ray as the fifth. Just a stormtrooper. Just, just a stormtrooper. No, not, not Finn, the the, the stormtrooper who was important to the plot. No, just, just, just stormtrooper. Just, just some regular old. Is, we we can't is, have you know. We can't have in the set. Oh, who knows? There's there's a set that's the Millennium Falcon so as well, where it's like a, a bunch of characters. If you're old, Ray. you can't be in the set. Pretty, pretty no. much. Um, it is just it's stupid because everyone knew from the trailer that Ray was going to be the main character. Like that trailer was not hiding the fact that well, like. Obviously, Hasbro itself, Ray's gonna be your fucking main character. It's gonna happen. They even had Hasbro shots in the itself made an action figure of her. Visually mirror Luke Skywalker's early shots. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just it, it is like having you know a Star Wars thing come out for A New Hope and not having Luke in it. Like, well, it's that it's would that never level. happen. And you know why? And I'm probably gonna you know get in trouble for suggesting this is the reason. It's probably because she's a girl in a sci-fi thing. <gasps> I mean, oh, no. you're not wrong. Like, yeah. like, you're not wrong. Like, that is literally what's that, happening. That like, is... And people can make up bullshit yeah. excuses for it all they want, but that's that's literally it's... the situation. Ray's gender is the reason why there are not toys so far. Like, exactly. I, I may have b- bought. Uh, I mean, I'll say it's not as bad as um, Black Widow with uh, Avengers stuff. Like, there is Ray stuff. You can yeah. get Ray stuff, but there have been some omissions that just. Make I, no literal yeah. sense. The stat I saw is, I think, like... I think there are four figure packs that include Ray out of like a hundred and eighty bits of of merch. Only four of them are of Ray. It's but like that they, seems. They, uh, what do, what I don't get is, do they somehow think it's less marketable to put the the female character in? Because surely not. Like, yeah, I mean, like considering the fact she's the main star of. The Force Awakens Which and is, is on the is, poster front and, and center, like, and is ma- it's movie making ever. 
Yeah, yeah. like it's making huge bank, and yeah. it it seems to me that kids don't fucking care. Well, yeah. their kids par- don't their, care. Their parents do, though. Did you see yeah. the people who were complaining about the um, the voice changer mask for uh, Captain Phasma? That was so pissed off because it had the voice of a woman robot, not a man robot. Oh, they, they were pissed off that Captain Phasma sounded like Captain Phasma. Of course, yeah, exactly, they, of course they, they were. Apparently yeah. there's a bunch of parents that pre-ordered it back in September before the film came out. And were like, I bought one each for my boys and it's, it's a girl voice. You can't have them have a girl voice. Yeah, no. sorry, that, that's a user error there. If you didn't want your boys to like have the girl voice, why did you buy them the helmet of a girl character? Yeah, like there, there's a Kylo Ren mask for that as well. Yeah. If you need, if you need them yeah. to sound like boys, <laughs> I I and... am I am buying a Kylo Ren mask purely because I joked about the idea and I really want to do it. I Honestly, do, I've been I want to do I've been a video tempted. of Kylo Ren plays Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> that is that is <laughs> I, the video I want to make. <laughs> I've been tempted to get one so I can do Kylo Jim. Um, yeah, you should you should also do Kylo Ren plays uh, Prince of Persia Warrior Within. I know, I'm just trying to think of like the angstiest mid-2000s emo games that I can think of to have Kylo Ren play for 20 minutes and like mm-hmm. sing along to the angsty intro songs too. So this is the thing I want to do as soon as I can find a, a Kylo Ren mask. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Palmer Lucky, uh, the founder of Oculus, has said that the company is not making money on the Rift um, because the $599 price tag is obscenely cheap. Obscenely cheap. Yeah, not just cheap. Obscenely cheap. Like, it's disgusting they're cutting the price this much. I somehow don't believe that. That's what he said. That's what Mr. Lucky... He's called Mr. Lucky. I'm not doubting him. Facebook are happy for him to sell his thing, not at a profit. Okay, that sounds like Facebook. Willing to not make money. Uh, So what else do we... What else do we have on the questions list this week? Uh... Josh Allwood wants to ask, if you had to swap roles for a day with one of the other hosts of the podcast, how would you enhance each other's work in a long-lasting and meaningful way? I would go into my Patreon of whichever one of you I was and donate all my money to Gav. <laughs> and the, the feeling of goodwill that would then course through my soul would lift me up and improve my work forever. I I would take over Gav's job and I would delete all of his songs and replace them with acapella covers that I recorded that day without having listened to the original, just doing it off the top of my head. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Because to be honest, I wanted, I, I'd like to do Gav as well. Um, You'd like to do Gav, wouldn't, would not Wouldn't, wouldn't I realised what I'd said yeah. as I was saying that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, no, it's okay. I get that a lot. I... I'd like to no, because I was about to say I'd like to have Gav, but that's the same situation. But that one rhymes. Um, that that would be a good sitcom. Gotta have Gav, uh, where it's a, a world of people who are always trying to bang Gavin. Um, I'm going to work on writing the script for that. Do you want me to just uh, but anyway, take my life and send it to you. I mean, <laughs> oh. he ain't got no Jonah what was complex. That complex you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dunning Kruger um, doing Gav complex. Um, anyway, yes, but I've got many original songs that I feel are better than everything Gav's ever done, so yeah. I'll... <laughs> Sorry, that, that well, sounded I mean, Ep- more Epic insulting Hole than I hoped for. would have been shit without your, your vocal, like... There you go. Yeah. Um, so yes, yes, actually I would probably, yeah, I, I take over Gav's role and then I would... If we do... Com- have, gotta have Gav commissioned by the BBC. If we do a panel, by the way, together at some point, you and I have to do a live rendition of Epic Hole. And Laura, you join in fun. as well. 
I, I am happy to join in with Epic Hole. Yeah. Oh, you can join let's our have a look. Epic we... Hole. <laughs> you can stick just... your voice right into our Epic Hole. Right inside there? Yeah. Like deep, deep in there, yeah. Oh, up oh to, just, just, just up to just the ankles. Right I don't know why I said up to the ankles. <laughs> that made no sense. Um, yeah. So, give me a second. I'm just having a look if we got any more good questions this week. What have we got in the question hole? If I can load up the questions, come on, questions. There Do was one thing. I remember liking. I think it was the what would what features would you like? I actually have another feature I would like to see in more games. Actually, going back to that question. Um, oh yeah. Last year, Thief came out, and while it wasn't the best game ever, it did have a very nice uh, feature in that it let you pick various um, different things about the difficulty level, like enemy AIs, and I think there was enemy spawn Ah. levels and stuff like that, and it basically had a load of different sliders for the difficulty, and I thought that was a really cool idea that I'd like to see more games. Customising the difference... Yeah, like Silent Hill, to a very limited degree, had like a difference between... Difficulty of combat and difficulty of the puzzles. So that you could tailor it to, like, if you want to go in hard with yeah. sort of the enemies coming after you or and not worry too much about the puzzles. Like, I, whenever I replay Silent Hill 2, I always... Because I can't be bothered with puzzles. Like, I did them both on normal the first time around. But mm. whenever I replay it, I always set the riddle level to, like, easy because I just can't be fucked Some of the puzzles, with puzzles. make no sense anyway in that game. Yeah, actually, I think if you stick it up to... I know in Silent Hill 3, if you whack the riddle level up to, like, diff, like really difficult, it, 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 it's moon logic at that point. Like, it's just so esoteric and obscure that it makes no human logical sense. I remember getting stuck yeah. on the one with the orange juice, where you have to fucking shove the orange juice down the shoe. Oh, yeah. I was stuck there for so long. I miss Silent Hill 2. You know what would be good? Because Sony's doing, uh, you know, they put PS2 classics up on the PS4. It'd be nice to see Silent Hill there. Um, Mm. Surely they've got the original... They can do that. They can port that. Like, I know Konami lost the code because Konami is Konami. But, you know, rather than have the the shitty botched job that was the Silent Hill HD collection, maybe put the original up on there, but... Oh no, Konami won't do that because they're fucking shite. <laughs> um, other questions we've got this week. Um, this one's mainly for me and Jim because we were the ones that were drinking. Mm. Matt Milligan wants to ask, how bad were your hangovers from last week? <laughs> I uh, had a hangover from osmosis because of you two. <laughs> I, I didn't have one because I kept drinking and I, I tapered the drinking off lightly. I didn't allow it to just all fall away at once. That was... Nessie, we recorded, yeah, like, that was the beginning of basically a long, long weekend of substance abuse on my part. Yeah. Um, Like, I was still drinking when I was editing the episode, I was drinking late into the night, drinking early the next morning, I was like, yeah, it's fine, air of the dog. I I honestly think this past week has just been a a long hangover from last week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, that day, like, I, I was drinking on all the southern comforts that I had. Uh, during the podcast, kind of sobered up a bit, but then went to the pub uh, <laughs> where I had a whole bunch of wedding cake martinis um, and got myself back in the funny mood again. Um, came home, went to bed, woke up. I felt. I, I remember talking to Laura the morning after. I was actually quite spry. I was feeling yeah. pretty good, uh, and then 
spent the next few days just systematically destroying my body yeah. uh, to the point where I feel like I'm still in recovery. I've I've not drunk alcohol since I sobered up after that because I was like, oh god, I feel shit. Today I am instead having um, foreign energy drink called Need that is just the word Need and it's purple. <laughs> Need. Need. Need energy. Like need energy. Well, yeah, I, I like do that. need energy, so thank you, Need. It tastes of blueberries. It's very nice. Um, I'm not certain what country it's from. One second. Uh, Denmark, I think. I believe it's from Denmark. From a Simon in Denmark. So thank you, Simon, for sending me Need. Need. <laughs> need. Rather than more alcohol, because God knows I don't need any more of that in my system. <laughs> um, other questions we've got... Andrew Peter Francis Hayes wants to ask, what's your favourite comedy series, UK-based or otherwise? This is something I was just talking about recently, actually, in that when I was, like, late teens and early 20s, I used to love the really dark comedies like Peep Show and Mm -hmm. the really cynical, nasty ones. And the (laughs) older I get, the more I just want something happy and fluffy. Yeah, and we've I, recently discovered how I met your mother, and I just I love that show. It's so it's so nice. I love it. <laughs> it's it's a little cheesy at times, but it is yeah. just good fun sometimes. Yeah, um, my 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 taste you, in, do, in do you guys yeah. find that that you you like the cynical stuff less as you age, or is that I just I feel me? so like go back like five or six years. I was really into black books, for example, and that does feel like it falls into that sort of very cynical comedy yeah. route. Um, a lot of my like taste in comedy came from my father who writes pantomimes so I have like very cheesy terrible taste in comedy like I'm very into the kind of stuff that plays on UK gold uh bit of Morecambe and Wise never goes amiss um Vicar of Dibley some uh Faulty Towers I'm trying to think of uh other good examples in that sort of vein Father Ted. Father Ted is pretty good. I didn't Father get into, Ted is I never watched Father Ted at the time, and I got around to watching Father Ted like two or three years ago, and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. I don't know why I didn't watch it sooner. It's, um, it's one of the traditional... actually, insanely accurate representation of 90s <laughs> Ireland. Like, really, like, frighteningly how <laughs> I have, accurate I it is. I have heard as much. Um, yeah. The Christmas special is one of the traditional Christmas TV viewings in my house. Oh, like, yeah. we'll watch the bottom Christmas See, special, now, we'll watch Father Ted. Now that you've mentioned Father Ted, all that's going around is, um, this horse is small, but the one out there is far away. Yeah, classic. Uh, Father, my, my, Father Ted. My favourite moment is just when, uh... They're like, what do you think is in the box, Jack? And he's like, a pair of fucking women's knickers. <laughs> <laughs> women's knickers. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I tell you what. Yeah, his... that, that show brought feck to the UK and America, didn't it? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's where I learned. Because I, I remember watching as a child Father Ted and being somewhat confused as to what feck was. Yeah. Yeah. And I never really knew... Like, I didn't know whether it was just, like, Irish fuck until it's, the episode where... Feck is what your dad says when he didn't want to say fuck, basically. Well, that's, was that like was made clear okay to me in, of fuck. <laughs> in, in the episode where Mrs. Doyle says, like, she uses the bad F word. Yeah. Worse than feck. The funny, <laughs> funny thing about them as well is that both feck and fuck feature in words in the Irish language. So, like, feck and may means I, I see... Which so you would be there learning this in school and like mm-hmm. oh I'll feck you you know and it, it would be very funny and fuck <laughs> the uh, fuckle is the Irish for word 
So, <laughs> yeah. We, we are learning actual <laughs> facts. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. The, the last comedy I wanted to mention, and again, this is in that sort of... Um, that that same sort of older UK comedy area. I really like the two Ronnies. Two Ronnies is really good. It had some, cla- you know, some of those old classic British shows had some really good moments, and Two Ronnies yeah. had its had its highlights. I, it's it's one of those shows I grew up on because it's what my my stepdad grew up on, and yeah. it was a lot of. He very much influenced my taste in comedy. There's a show I want to mention. Um, it was done by Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, who mm. are you know two. Not not as much these days, but but two I think still pretty well known comedians in uh, the UK. Um, they're very think of them as a like if you're an American and you've never heard of them, they're very much a proto Tim and Eric. They did a lot of absurdist, almost non comedy stuff, um, and it was an acquired taste. My mother could never stand them, um, but I I loved them. They did their most famous show was The Smell of Reeves. Actually, well. Their most famous sketch show was a, a show called The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer. Um, but they're probably best known for a quiz show called Shooting Stars, which was a ridiculous panel show um, that was damn funny. Like, everything they st- they've done is funny. But the show that I want to talk about is... It, it only ran for one series, and it was... I believe it was their least successful thing they ever did. Like, their least popular thing. But it is six half-hour episodes of what I consider to be pure comedy art and it's a show called bang bang it's reeves and mortimer uh which in terms of just pure absurdist comedy and turning absolute stupidity into an art form bang bang it's reeves and mortimer like is just it's just a thing of beauty uh i think you can watch them all on youtube i highly recommend trying it out um it's just full of just little random weird things and just like I don't want to describe any of it because it's it's too good. But definitely check out a show called Bang Bang It's Reeves and Mortimer. I consider it I consider it comedy art. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I used to like the Mighty Boosh as well. Which Oh yeah, I like the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, Mighty Boosh. And the, fl- the uh, Flying Circus was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Monty Python's Flying Circus was good. Uh my my, my Mighty Boosh story, I got licked on the face by Noel Fielding once. Oh, nice. Yeah, I went and saw the Mighty Boosh live, and I was sat on an aisle seat in the front row, and he walked past and licked my face. Oh, God. So that was, that was an experience that I cannot take back from my life. My friend and I saw Noel Fielding outside of a Starbucks once, and we, we were too scared to, to be wrong about it being him. So we just kind of stared at him for a while, like, telling each other, like, is that him, is that him, is that him? And then when we finally decided it was him and we wanted to say hello, we couldn't find him again. Um, that was... We were waiting for a Sparks concert uh, to start, and we were we saw him, and, and that was a missed opportunity. Um, from which I will never recover. Oh, another sitcom you guys have to check out if you haven't. It's called Fresh Meat. It's really, oh, yes. really great. It's like a happy. Is that the one about the students? Yeah, it's like it's like Peep Show meets Skins meets Happiness. It's like really, really yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> Actually, I watched the first episode based on I believe your recommendation once on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I haven't got around to seeing the others, but I really did like episode one. It, gets, it was it was very it, well done. And it, it also gets a lot better as it goes along because yeah. it's very character driven. Mm-hmm. I do have another one I completely forgot about, which is um, a Canadian sitcom called Corner Gas, which is set in like a tiny town in the middle of Saskatchewan, which is this bit of Canada where it's just flat as far as the eye can see and there is nothing. 
And it's just set in this little community, and it was a very amusing comedy that ran for a couple of seasons. There's this, sitcom. there's this other new comedy out as well called How to Make a Murderer, and it's like a <gasps> satire of the American judicial system. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gav. I, again, I my new my favorite comedy you, is Gav. Gav is my new favorite comedy. <laughs> well done, Gavin. That might be the, that mwah, might be the mwah. funniest joke we've had on this show. I think it's I think it's the only joke we've ever had on this show. Uh, quite possibly. Got a couple more Probably questions. Probably the only joke quick. I've ever had on the show. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we got a couple of other questions quickly. Uh, Jacob Dutt wants to ask if your next gaming console could double as another household appliance or device, which would it be? Fleshlight, obviously. Yeah. Um, it could double as a coffee machine. That would be helpful. So while I'm doing reviews, it can be making me coffee. Oh, fuck. Can I, can I, can I ignore the console part altogether and have Fleshlight coffee machine? <laughs> <laughs> well, surely you want to play video games. If you can have it also play video games, Fleshlight co- coffee machine just has so much potential to go horribly wrong on your floppy finger. Or horribly right, depending on where <laughs> things go. It, it's very much a gamble. That's part of the that's part of the attraction of the the flashlight coffee machine is the element of danger. Gavin, what do you want your video game console to also be? Hmm. Well, my PS3 is like a Netflix machine now, so you know, and my Wii U is a nice, you know. God, what do you do with a with a I console gonna, that just I, I was sits like, there? Are you going to go? Paperweight. <laughs> yeah, paperweight, decoration. I've, I've been playing my Wii U over the last couple of weeks more than I have anything else, just because I've been playing way too much Xenoblade. I get in moods where it's like, I'll, I'll pick up the Wii U and then like for a couple of days, like I'm all about the Wii U. Um, yeah, I've been but, using it to replay yeah, old, old DS games, I've been using it to play uh, Fast Racing Neo, and I've been replaying uh, Pyro Warriors, and playing some Xenoblade. Like, this Christmas has been Wii U. That's good stuff. Yeah, nice when that happens. Uh, And we'll do one last one, maybe. Uh, Let's have a look through. Uh, Who's got a good question? A lot of you don't. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Does that mean? Is this mean? Maybe a little bit. Is is this memes? Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of is this memes. There's always a lot of is this memes. Um, By the way, remember our conversation last week about me making a mistake? I, I don't remember anything of last week's episode, if I'm truly right, well, honest, Gavin. If, if you remember, I, <laughs> I vaguely I, remember. I, I made a mistake and said 2014 was 2015, and we had a big conversation about how people love to point out your mistakes. Yeah. Well, I had people pointing it out to me all week. Even oh, though we yeah. said we corrected we it, you don't need to point yeah. it out and I now. Like, and I... I, I get it, you're trying to be funny, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's another oh. thing. It's like if you make a joke on Twitter, do bear in mind that a thousand other people have made the same joke. Yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, we do have one other question. We'll ask this question from George Johnson. What do you think about the rumored change to Twitter, where they're going to allow you to have ten thousand characters rather than a hundred and forty in a tweet? Well, it's Twitter. Who gives a shit? Basically, they're going to build Twit longer into Twitter. Yeah. I did a little poem about it, like, just before the show started. And, hang on, I'll find it there. Because it got, like... Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, it's after getting 300 retweets in, like, this hour. (laughs) So, 
A pleasing little tweet should just be short and sweet. For long posts, we have read it. The change we need is edit. Hashtag Twitter 10K. Well done. Nice. You, you are clearly nice. the, the one who is creative here, other than me and Jim, who just shout at stuff for being wrong all the time. I mean, it's not, you know, it's one rhyme per line. It's nothing special, but, you know, you know. It, it's more like creative it. than what either of us do. <laughs> so there we go. Should we, should we wrap up there? Is that a I good, know, good Laura, finishing that, that, point? That dong article was pretty creative. It was pretty amusing to write video game dongs. I did think about, like, can I do a, point, a counterpoint about video game vaginas? There are not a lot of video game vaginas. There are not enough to do a top five. There would probably also be outrage if someone showed a vagina in a video game. yeah, there probably would be. People would probably have a very big problem with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if movies are any different. Because, like, I know you sometimes see just, like, floppy penises everywhere in in movies. Mm. I can't think of a film where there's vagina on screen. Well, I suppose they're just harder to spot when someone's just running around in the nip, aren't they? There's one I can think of. What what one are you thinking of? Resident <laughs> Evil. Mila Jovovich gives a crotch shot that would make Sharon Stone blush. <laughs> uh, there there is a movie called, and, and I'm going to say, and it's going to make any anyone, regardless of gender, who's seen it wince right now. Oh, I know the one you're thinking of. Um, oh god! Every time I breathe in, I've got this horrible wheeze today. I've got allergies playing up. I apologise if that's coming through on the microphone, but um, I bet I know what movie you're going to say. You know exactly what I'm going to say. Antichrist. Oh no, I was thinking of teeth. I thought you were oh, going no, no. with teeth. Yeah. No, 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 Antichrist. Um, is the, do they actually show the amputation or does it cut away while she does it? it it's all visible oh, God, and no, very believable. I'm not watch that. <laughs> oh, don't, don't ever watch, like, like, don't ever watch Antichrist. Mm. Like, don't ever. Like it, 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 it fills fills you with a sense of oblivion, like inside yourself. Like it's, and I'm not even saying that to say, oh, it's so shocking and it's so gross. Oh, you should, you know, check it out. It's, it's, it's just like human centipede. All you know, I mean, genuinely, like I, I felt empty after watching it. Like mm. I got nothing out of that. Mm. It was just, just dismal misery for like two hours. Hooray! And on that note, video games. We're done. <laughs> Yes! Go go, okay. go go to Destructoid, read me talk about floppy dongs. There we go, there's our closing note. <laughs> there's your closing note. Gavin, any closing notes from you? Um, legend has it that there's a vag shot in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when Jessica spins around. Oh yeah, when she's throwing out the thing and you, yeah. I didn't know that. That's my closing awesome. remark. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's what we'll do for 2016 now, rather than the usual spiel. We'll do closing remarks where we can end with a little philosophical thing. And here is mine. Um, wanking. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just thought I'd keep it on theme, you know. Yeah. There we go. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs>